Hello everybody, Richard Tubb here and I'm thrilled to be joined today by a friend of mine from Five Scotland, Chris Marr. Now, Chris is the founder of Learning Every Day, which assists small businesses with marketing and business development. Now, by his own admission, Chris has a healthy obsession with marketing, specifically content marketing and social media. And quite honestly, he's one of the most energetic and inspiring people that I know. Uh, today, Chris will be talking to us about using social media to win business locally. Chris is it's a real honour to welcome you to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Richard. It's, it's really great to be on your show. It's a real pleasure and an honour for m myself as well. So thanks very much for inviting me on to, to talk to you today. My pleasure. Now, you're very active on social media. I know you enjoy it from talking to mm -hmm. you. But enjoyment aside, what does social media deliver for learning every day from a business perspective? Yeah, um, it's a good. I think it's a great topic to talk about um, because I feel that... Um, Although social media and these platforms have been around for a while now, people still, you know, to a certain degree are getting it wrong a little bit, I think, and they do squander that opportunity, I think, to get that message out there. Um, for us, it's really, and I think this is for most people, and again, it's something that people miss, is that it's, it's mainly about engagement for us. You know, it's mainly about connecting with people building that audience and we you know my own my own sort of i don't know my own philosophy behind this um, or approach or mindset is about building that audience one person at a time so for me that's what social is all about social media is it's in the, the clues in the name i think um is connecting with people on their level um and, and doing that through platforms like twitter facebook linkedin whatever it might be and um, that's my approach to it yes you know, we might win business out of it, and um, we might get customers from it, but it's never really as a direct result of just social, um, because of the type of business that we are. But it's about it's about connections, Richard, and relationships, and building that trust. So I'm going to jump in with, with a common objection that I have from people who are not using social media at the moment. Uh, and I'm really intrigued to hear your thoughts on this. And the objection that I hear is, well, we don't use social media because our customers don't use it. What would you say to anyone who gives that as an objection for not using social media? Okay. Um, how do they, well, um, my first question would be, how do they know? Have they, do they know for sure that that is definitely the case? Yes. Um, are, like, okay, so if you, you know, this is a thing that I've been trying to get my head around as well. Is why does why is social media different than the internet? That's like almost saying our customers don't use the internet by saying they don't use social media. Um, there's there's a lot of other things to say there. Like you know, is it just your you know you're just going to use social to connect with your current customers, or are you looking to create more awareness of your business? Um, I think people miss the fact that social media there is a lot of conversations happening out there. You could be tapping into those conversations. You don't have to approach social to be selling to people. You could go there to help people. I think that that is a big factor that's missed in most businesses as well. Um, the, my argument would be that your customers probably are there, but maybe not in the capacity that you think they are. Um, they're probably out there having conversations with their friends and their families and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I would say, how do you know? First of all, can you prove to me that that is the case? And then maybe you need to think about, well, maybe social media, maybe the strategy for us, for our social, is going to be slightly different. Um, there's no denying that social media is a massive opportunity to connect with people. Um, it doesn't always have the, the strategy that you, that you might need 
might not be the first thing that you think of. You know, like for example, our customers aren't there. And I'll be like, well, how else can we use social media to create awareness of our business? How else can we use social media to connect with people and help people? So there's other other things to do on social, I think, that can still benefit your business that might not necessarily be the first thing that you really want to do there. Mm, absolutely agree. I, I recall you say you know how passionate I am about social yes. media as well. And I remember delivering a presentation on social media to, uh, for want of a better word, a, a group of, should we say naysayers? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who were against social media. And, and, and that exact question came up and said, oh, we don't use social media because our customers don't. And so I said, well, what about the people who you'd like to be customers but aren't your customers yeah. at the moment? <laughs> so, and uh, that sort That's of right. stopped in his tracks and thought about that. But yeah. so let, let's dive down a little bit onto social media. And, and for small businesses, specifically local uh, businesses. So the listeners of this podcast are primarily IT business owners, typically small businesses who work with uh, small businesses local to them. So is social media worthwhile for local businesses? I think the short answer is yes, it definitely is. But there's, you know, you have to you have to be doing the right things. I think you have to have the right approach to social. So I think that it absolutely is beneficial. Um, it's trying to just get a um, a strategy around that and a plan around what it is you actually want to achieve there. Um, just to kind of follow on from what you're saying there, Rich, and I think we can bring this in, is mm-hmm. that you need to consider whether your customers are on social media or not. You need to consider or you need to, um, you, you, you need to understand that people are not in buying mode all the time. Right. Um, in fact, most of the time, you could probably argue that 98% of the time, people are not in buying mode, i.e. they're not ready to buy your service, they're not ready to buy your product, they might not even be considering buying your product or service. Um, and that's where social media comes in to its own, I think, where you can connect with people when they're not in buying mode. And you need to think to yourself, well, social media is not about selling. It's about connecting. So when it comes to social media and you ask, you know, is it worthwhile for local business? And then you think to yourself, well, if it's about connecting with people and building relationships with people, then absolutely it's worthwhile. Um, you just need to sort of reframe your objective um, with social, I think. And the reason that uh, I think that it's worthwhile, or perhaps it's maybe worth sort of saying, Richard, um, why people think it maybe isn't worthwhile um, to begin with. Like, what are the barriers or the challenges that people have when it comes to social? You know, what's stopping them getting started? Why are they asking this question in the first place? Um, and I think that people are people see it as as perhaps uh, resource heavy. Um, they think to themselves, "Oh, it's going to take time. It's going to take money. It's going to take effort to do this this thing. You know, to to um, it's going to take a lot of resource to go into social, to understand it, to learn it." Um, and I think that kind of follows on to one of the other big barriers, which is the fact that, and I speak to people every day about this. They just don't make it a priority. They don't make social media. They don't make you know, any sort of internet marketing a priority in their business. In fact, marketing in general tends to be at the bottom of the list. It's the thing that's at the end of the day that they say, oh, that can wait till tomorrow. Um, and if it's not a priority, then they're not going to give it the attention that it needs. Um, and I think that those two together really are sort of 90% of the reasons why people don't actually engage in social. And out of all of that, I think effort is the one thing. Effort and patience is the one thing that people just don't put enough or don't have enough patience and they're not putting enough effort in, into it. So that and not having a plan, I think, is, is the key things that the, the, or the common challenges associated with that. So if we can get over those barriers and get people to understand maybe perhaps the benefits of 
you know, why it is worthwhile, why people need to get into social for local business and they can actually see what the benefits are. I think that would be absolutely key. And as I've already mentioned, the you know, the benefits are, are the opportunity for, for small businesses in a local area are massive. You know, things like, for example, I've kind of already mentioned this, that there's conversations happening online at the moment, right? So uh, one platform that, uh, that I like to talk about and you're a big fan of as well, Richard, is Twitter. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So there's so many conversations happening on Twitter just now. I think if you're in any local area, you should be able to tap into, like especially in IT businesses, right? Um, IT is kind of, we could you know, say our B2B, right? So there's no reason why you couldn't jump onto Twitter and start engaging with other local businesses on Twitter, right? So that would be a case of going onto Twitter and finding relevant conversations that you can get involved in. It could just be simply retweeting other businesses' tweets, replying to them, um, getting involved in that conversation with other local businesses. And that's a way of establishing yourself online. Um, you can do that. You can also do that on Facebook. You can also do that on LinkedIn as well, just in different ways. But Twitter just seems to be, you know, it's, it's really sort of tappable when it comes to conversations. So that's the key, the key point, isn't it? Sorry to uh, interrupt and to pick up on one really important thing that you said early on there, that social media isn't uh, specifically about selling. And I think that might be one of the barriers mm-hmm. to people taking it up because they, they, most IT companies don't think of themselves as salespeople. So they feel deeply uncomfortable with that, actually, you know, the idea okay. of selling to people. Mm-hmm. And so when they look at social media, they think, well, I don't want to go out there and sell to people. Yeah. It's not about that, though, is no, it? No, no, it's not. You need to do the exact opposite of that. You need to go out there and not sell to people. So I see, you see it all the time. Um, and again, you know, these, these platforms have been around for a while now. You think that we would we would know what to do with them now, but we don't. <laughs> we still don't. And it has to be because you're in social, you're in the social, you're in an area where people are being social. You need to have or have the ability to have a conversation with people. Uh, you need to feel comfortable and confident to reply to someone's tweet that perhaps you've never met before. Um, and you need to be able to start those conversations as well. Um, I think that's absolutely key. Um, Those conversations are happening whether you're there or not. If you are there, you're going to have the ability to create more awareness of your business. Um, You're going to have the ability to probably get more customers out of it, but you're doing it in a way which puts sales at the end of all of that, not at the start. At the start, it's about building that relationship up. And I think it's worth saying that you know, when it comes to social media, when it comes to the internet, it comes to marketing in general, it's getting harder and harder all the time because you're not just competing with other IT businesses in your local area, you're competing with the conversation that I'm having with my friends and family on social media now as well. Why would I want to take the time to then engage with an IT business, right? You have to give me a reason to to want to do that. So you've got to try and cut through that noise somehow. And the only way to do that, I think, on social is to Get down to the level of talking to people. Don't be an organization trying to talk to a customer and get away from this whole B2B and B2C mentality and think, well, how can I build my audience? How can I build my relationship up with people one person at a time? So at a person-to-person level, that's what people want, especially on things like Twitter, for example. I'm not going to talk to a brand. You know, there's only so many brands out there that have managed to crack this, like Coca-Cola and Disney and things like that. You know, big emotional brands. Whereas when it comes to SMEs or small businesses, you know, you've got to get away from that. Especially on social, you need to talk to people at their level. So I feel that that's another big mistake almost that that businesses are making, is they think that they can talk to people as a business, 
but you can't you can't do that you need to throw back that curtain you need to put your face on your twitter profile you need to start um having conversations with people at that that lower level that person to person level in fact it's a higher level actually it's not a lower level it's a higher level of emotional connection i think so i think that's another big a big barrier perhaps or something that's just misunderstood and could potentially put you into a different mode of communication as soon as you put your face and your name on your twitter profile for example now it's me that's talking and that is a different that's just a different approach entirely i think it makes the world a difference, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I think one concrete example of this, so most of the IT companies that I work with, whatever shape or size they are, they tend to work with small businesses locally of, say, between 5 and 25 employees. Okay. Now, one of my clients recently was saying, well, they're not getting a lot of engagement on social media, the website, you know, the, the type of leads that they're coming through tend to be a little bit bigger than they'd like. And when we examined their social media profile and their website, it pretty much came across that they were a big uh, business who did business with big businesses. Right. <laughs> you know, and so it, it absolutely hits the heart of what you were just saying there, which is, you know, they were given a perception of themselves uh, to other people, which wasn't authentic to who they actually yeah. were. So once they started showing the uh, the faces, you know, the, the people behind the Twitter account and behind the website and started talking in the language mm-hmm. that their small business customer, they started uh, getting a lot more success. Um, yeah, so absolutely agree with what you said there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, exactly. And when it comes to decision-making time, you know, when it comes to that moment where you someone needs to make a decision whether they're going to buy from you or not, that's a person that's making that decision as well. So it's all, you know, I, I was at a, a, a seminar recently and there was a, another another seminar coming up and they were trying to sell it to everyone. You know, you should come along to this this next seminar. And it was... Um, B, it was oh, I can't remember the title of it now. It was social B two B social media marketing, and I went. I was just like, this is like an oxymoron. B two B social media marketing. And I'm thinking to myself, surely that's that's a mistake because when it comes to social media marketing, it's about people. Um, it's about conversations, especially when we're getting into the smaller businesses, the more lo- like that's what we're talking about today, local businesses. It's local people doing business with other local people, whether you're selling to a business or if you're selling to, if you're, if you're a B2C business, you know, selling to other consumers. I don't think there is a lot of difference. And in fact, I think we're all very guilty of trying to overcomplicate this whole process, this whole thing. Um, and I think that's another big barrier when it comes to business. We seem to want to overcomplicate it. Yeah, I mean, the old adage, I've never found anyone who disagrees with this, that people do business with people they know, like, and trust, yeah. you know, so we all agree with that. Social enables you to do that. Yes. It really does. It's a really good so. point, and something that I wanted to cover as well, Richard, is that mm. you are, I take a lot of influence from you. I think you, you, do, you do your social media stuff really well, and it aligns directly with your philosophy in your offline world as well. And I think that's a, a, it's, it's definitely a thing that people need to, to consider is that the principles of offline networking are, should be or should transfer into the principles of online networking as well. Those dots should join. It's the same, the same activity. Like you said, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. That's what you're trying to do on social. You're trying to build that relationship up. You've got to accept that it takes time for people to trust you. Um, so I think that if you're a good offline networker, then you just got to take those principles and those same that same approach and think to yourself, well, how can I join that up online as well? And I think that's you know, for example, a good example of that is what you do, Richard. And I've got a good friend of mine that does this really, really well. He'll tweet me 
uh, he'll tweet at me before I go to an event. He'll say, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Chris, at this next event. Then he'll, at the event, he'll say, I just bumped into at Chris Mar 101 at this event. And then afterwards, he'll follow up and say, it was great to see you at you know, a specific event. And he's joining the dots. It's like he's starting the conversation before we even see each other. The conversation is still taking place when we meet each other. And the conversation then takes place afterwards as well. And for anyone that's listening that's thinking to themselves, well, how do I start conversations? You know, how do I, you know, for example, you're saying there um, that people don't feel uh, comfortable in sales mode. Well, just think about how social media can really warm people up to you before you actually get into a room with people you know you can start that conversation online you can build that relationship up online with people on social media platforms before you get in a room with someone before you actually go face to face and that makes things just so much easier um, when you've already got some you know some of that relationship up, built up already I don't know if you agree with me on that one Richard Oh, absolutely. And, you know, an example springs to mind where so when I go to networking events or or any event, really conferences and things, and I I bump into people and I say, oh, hey, Chris, how's the how's the office move going? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people look at me almost slack jawed. It was like, well, how do you know about that? I was like, oh, well, you tweeted about it. Yeah. You, you put it out there, it's like public. And I, I'm interested in you and, 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 you know, follow the stuff that you do. And it does build that um, sort of bonding rapport really early yeah. on in the conversation. So um, so let, let's touch upon that a little bit deeper. So um, small businesses connecting with other small businesses locally. How would you recommend in practical terms for a small business to build a social media following locally? What mm. practical tips could you give for people to actually connect with people? Okay, so I guess it's kind of like making a start. So one of the things that, that we did very early on was we just quite simply, if we look at Twitter again, I don't know why I keep coming back to Twitter. It seems to lend itself. In fact, it, it could be, that, it does, yeah, it? It could be yeah. that Twitter is actually the only real social platform that's left, actually. Um, and Twitter really, you know, I don't know if the people are aware actually of Twitter lists, for example. It's a really good way to kind of start building up a list of people that are relevant to a conversation that you want to have. So, for example, in your local area, you could create a list of local businesses that happen to do business in your local area, okay? That allows you to kind of like really just quickly tap into what they're up to on Twitter, for, for example. So that's one thing you can do. Um, building up um, that sort of following. Well, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to do, I think. There needs to be a real purpose behind what it is you're doing. I think, you know, regardless, actually, when you come to social media marketing or any marketing, there does have to be purpose behind it. Um, a lot of people look at social media and think, well, how can we automate this? How can we, you know, and it's like you're saying, Richard, when you have a conversation with someone and you sort of bring in the fact that they just moved office or something like that, they're like, all oh, right, so you actually do, you're not just automatically tweeting everything out, you're actually, you know, using it and actually paying attention. Um, and I think that's that's a really good point that you made. Um, but when it comes to building a following, you really need to build those relationships up first. That's that's absolutely key. And the way to do that on Twitter is just to be around, be involved in that conversation. When it comes to, like for example, Rich, I know that you're, I know that you're kind of referring to the fact that I've, we've built a kind of a community, or we've, we're starting to really get traction in our community um, that we built up on face, Facebook on a Facebook group. And if I was yeah. to kind of reflect on my own experience there, because I think that's the only thing I can really do there, um, is that the first thing that we did was we brought our customers together um, into one place where they were already. So they didn't have to log in and sign into something completely separate. We got we said, well, most of our customers do seem to be on Facebook, so why don't we just start engaging with them a little bit more there? 
So we started a group page. Okay, it might sound quite simple, but it was quite difficult to get then get traction on that. The key thing thereafter is not only just bringing people together already know who you are, is actually starting to build or starting to create some sort of culture within that group, within that community. Um, the key thing with any community or with any audience is that they've all kind of got one thing in common. Um, they're trying to solve a problem of some description. So for any IT business, it could be... Um, it has to come from some sort of purpose. Like my purpose is always to help to help people with content marketing, to to give them a place where they can get a solution to a problem, for example, or an answer to a question, um, and and try and bring bring really good like-minded people together. So for some businesses, it'll lend itself to this, and for others, it won't. But if it's an IT business, I just think to myself, if I was an IT business, I would want to be the most helpful IT business that I could possibly be, and that would be about like say for example you start a, f a community or a following or you want to start a following from local trade I would be the most helpful business in that area so if you've got maybe two or three competitors in your local area or maybe more I would be how can I be even more helpful than them upfront not you know not um, you're not looking for any you're going to give as much as possible again it comes back to the sort of the offline world you know if you want to really connect with people you've got to give before you can get and I think that, or giver's gain, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And that's how I would do it. It's, again, it comes back to, it's a really step-by-step, -step, one person at a time. If you're looking to build a following or an audience of loyal fans or a community, it is absolutely one person at a time. And that's how you build it. But it comes back to what I was talking about earlier, Richard, which is that takes time, it takes effort, it takes patience. And those three things are, um, are aspects or elements or resources that people just aren't willing to give. Mm. And so by being patient, by being consistent with it, mm. by building those relationships, you actually jump into the 5%, don't you, that's yes. just so far ahead of your competition. Yeah. You know, you've talked about making yourself valuable uh, and helpful mm -hmm. to uh, other people in the local community. Of course, lots of companies would say, well, what's in it for me? Well, uh, you know, I'm absolutely with you on this. I'd say put that to one side, mm. play, play the long game here, yes. be the most helpful IT company in the area, mm -hmm. you know, do something. And you touched upon... Well, two things there, and I'll just close the loop on the, the first one. Twitter lists is mm. woefully, woefully um, uh, unused yes. by most uh, companies. I use Twitter lists absolutely heavily. So just a, a, an insight or a, <laughs> uh, a secret for, for people listening to the podcast, they, I get a lot of MSPs who contact me and say, hey, do you know of uh, another IT company in a different part of the world? And I pride myself in coming back and saying, absolutely, let me make the connection for mm -hmm. you. And I you know, some people have said, man, you, you've got such, you know, such a memory or whatever. I've got the memory span of a goldfish, yeah. but I use Twitter lists. You know, when I connect with people, I add them to Twitter lists. So I know there's people in different parts of the world. I go back and look at the list and say, hey, you want a, an IT, a managed service provider in Houston, Texas? Absolutely. I know one because I stay in touch with them on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So Twitter list is a great way to do um, uh, to keep yeah. track and to maintain relationships. But specifically, when you talked about the Content Marketing Academy on Facebook, I just want to give um, you know a shout out for that because that is a phenomenal group. Um, you've really created value there. 
I myself am a member of that that group. Um, yeah. There's lots of really great conversations going on there. Mm-hmm. I'd go as far to say it's one of the only Facebook groups that I'm actively engaged in, and it's because of the people who are involved in it, the value that it gives. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, let's give a shout out to that. What's the URL if uh, um, people want to? Go yeah, we've got a redirect out. on that on a URL there, so it's just www.tcma, which stands for the Content Marketing Academy. So tcma-fb. .co.uk and that will redirect you to the page where you can request to join. Really strong resource so anybody listening I'd encourage you to check that out and I'll make sure that we include something about Twitter lists yes. and the Content Marketing Academy on Facebook in the show notes uh, for this as well. That, so so let, let's continue the conversation a little mm-hmm. bit about engaging locally. So a number of my IT business clients have engaged in uh, Twitter business hours, uh, Twitter chats around a specific yeah. hashtag. So I, I know you're you're familiar with them, and they speak very highly of them. But for anybody listening, you know how do Twitter chats work, and why should um, anybody listening to the podcast seek one of those out? Yeah, yeah okay. So this is a, this is a good one. Um, I think it's a great way to connect with people. Again, you you've got to come back to this this purpose or this philosophy or approach to what it is you're trying to do with social before you even send your first tweet. It's like, why are we doing this? And why should anyone care about why we're doing this? Um, and even Twitter, it doesn't matter if it's the Twitter chats that you're on or anything, you've got to be consistent in that approach, right? So when it comes to Twitter chats, again, I would abdicate yourself from that. It's not about us. It's not about our brand. It's not about our products and services. And I'd be like, well, how can we help? How can we help as much as possible in this Twitter chat? Yeah, so there's you know a hashtag associated with that. You absolutely have to get involved in the conversation. Um, it was something I wanted to bring up as well, Richard. And I think that some people, you know, when it comes to Twitter chat, someone's obviously started that somewhere. That person does not have to be you. Okay, um, as a business. You, you don't have to be the one that's at the front of the room. It's actually sometimes more important just to be in the room or to be in the conversation. So that's one thing that Twitter really lends itself to is just finding those relevant conversations and getting involved. If there isn't a Twitter chat in your local area on a topic that you feel that you could, you know, it could be local business chat or something like that or chat hour, business hour or whatever you want to call it, then maybe, maybe we, you do need to start one. But really, it would be much, much more effective, I think, in the earlier days to just find the conversations and get get stuck in there and be helpful. I think I can't overemphasize this enough because it's so, I don't know, it's just, it's like you've mentioned already, Richard, it's like undervalued or underrated. People just want to go in there and just get this quick win. There's no silver bullet. It's one person at a time. And it comes from the purpose, I think, than what you're trying to do. So even with Twitter chats, I would go in there and be as helpful as I can. And people will recognize that. They'll see that, that that is what you're trying to do, that they can see that you're being helpful and they'll value that. And then they start to trust you. And then they'll come to you with their questions and they'll want answers or they'll come to you with their problems um, directly. And that's when you can start to really build that relationship up. So again, it's trying to think, what's the long-term goal here, With even with when you're getting stuck into Twitter chats, um, is is to be helpful and to try and build those relationships. Fantastic advice. And, and I think picking up on a thread that sort of permeated all the way through our conversation here, it's not that difficult. So mm. to, to make the comparison, think about business networking. We've all been at business networking events and you've got the guy in the room and you all know the guy. He comes up to you and within 30 seconds he's trying to sell to you. And how do you feel about that? You're, you're turned off, aren't you? You're not interested at all. 
And the flip side of the coin is the people in the room who come up to you, chat to you, get to know you, are interested in your business, are helpful, introduce you to other people. You're, I'd say you're much more likely to do business with those type of people. Yes. And, you know, so the conversion from the offline world to the online world, it's very, very, um, there's no difference at all, really, is yeah. there? It's just about doing the same type of thing. Right. You still get those guys. You know those guys you're talking about. They exist <laughs> on social media as well. So, they you know. Um, but like you said, if you do, if you take the strategy of being helpful, valuable, useful to people, and you you really just you you do put yourself into that top five percent, like you said, people just don't they don't see the direct return on investment on that strategy. So you know whether it's you know like you said whether it's Twitter chats or or anything like that. A Twitter chat is a really good place to start. It's a really good place to sort of jump into conversation that's happening online already, um, without really you know you're going to risk anything there really at all if you just go in and just start having conversations with people. People want that though. That's another thing that people need to realise I think or understand is that you need to be confident that you can go onto Twitter and reply to someone's tweet that you've never met before. Just think of the reason why they've sent that tweet out in the first place. They're looking for that engagement, you know? So you, you're doing them a favor by retweeting their tweet, replying to their tweet. That's what people are looking for. Um, a tip that a friend shared with me a long time ago was he, he deliberately goes onto Twitter and finds tweets that people haven't replied to and replies to them. Wow, because that's, you know, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that connection. And on this other flip side of the coin on that one, Richard, and I think this is something that you and I have spoken about before, in fact, it is something that we've spoken about before, is that when someone replies to your tweet, you have to really understand how powerful that is because 95% of people that are on Twitter, looking at your tweets, looking at your content, whatever it is, do not engage. You know, they just don't. They're, they're just lurking in the background watching. Um, when someone retweets or replies, you've got to recognize that. Probably reply more than anything. You've got to recognize how much effort that has that been for that person to do um, and you've got to reward that in some way by replying or by then you know get involved in more of their content or something like that I don't know if you could maybe, maybe emphasize that Richard it's so important isn't it it's absolutely so important and I think of a, a great example uh, recently and sometimes it's not what you do it's what you don't do which can have a negative effect online so I was thinking I saw a stand-up comedian uh, recently you know a local show uh, and I thought the show was brilliant gave the guy uh, a shout out on Twitter said you know fantastic show really appreciated it yep. he he retweeted that but at no point did he engage with me mm. now we're not talking about you know a, a, a top comedian off uh, BBC TV or anything like that we're talking about a, a local comedian in the local area and actually it made me feel a little bit like oh so you're happy to take my tweet and use it as self-promotion, yeah. but you're not you're not happy enough to sort of reply and say, "Hey, thanks, really glad you enjoyed the show. Continue the conversation." Yes. And so I sort of really uh, we've talked about this before, definitely um, take sort of almost pride now in if people respond to you, they're asking you to start the conversation. Yeah. You know, and so you're letting yourself down, you're letting them down if you don't respond and don't do something with that. Uh -huh. um, it's really important. So sometimes it's not so much what you do, it's what you don't do can send messages yeah, across definitely. there. It's almost want. like most people are thinking of, they've only gone one one sort of step deep into social. You know, they've just gone one factor. It's like it needs to go another step. It's like there's this whole other, um, whole other area of social media that people just aren't exploring. You know, yeah, they'll do the retweet, you know, but then it's that's 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 lip service. 
that's not that's not um, you know that's not how to use social. That's not what you want to. You want to go a step further than that, and that would be the reply, and that would be then putting you onto a list, Richard, of a person that has been at one of my shows that um, might know other people that want to come to some of my other shows. And if I engage with it's like that, you've got to have this higher level of understanding or uh, of how social, of how it all joins together um, over the longer term. Building relationships was never an overnight thing. It might be if you if we went out to the pub and had a few drinks and, and became friends, but even then that takes time. You know, you've got to see how you've got to have an understanding. I think of how social plays, how you can play social at that level, and that is that higher level where most people aren't doing that, and it's a long term thing. Just look at someone like one of my big fan. I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. You just look at the the effort that he's put in over the years. Yes, he's selling books and he runs an agency and all the rest of it. But he is engaging at a level that other people, other people just weren't at the time. You know, he just went so deep and realised how important it was to make those connections and to build that audience. Um, and I think that's the level that most people aren't aren't playing at. And I think it's a good example that you that you gave there, Richard. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And as I say, we keep talking about this five percent, but actually, you know, to get into that top five percent, to to gain the competitive advantage, if you want to boil it down to purely business terms, although it is much more than that, it's actually not that difficult. And the techniques, you know, it's just about being consistent, being authentic, yeah. doing the right things, treating people the the way you would like to be treated. That's right. Really. Yeah. So yeah, not too absolutely. Difficult. So. So perhaps that's a good uh, segue. So that's actually the topic that I'm going to be talking about at your event, your big event coming up in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, yeah. on the 3rd and 4th of September 2015, uh-huh. the Content Marketing Academy. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit more sure. um, about the Content Marketing Academy 2015. Absolutely. I'd love to tell you all about it. Um, the, the Content Marketing Academy is a content marketing conference. Um, it's aimed at business owners. It's aimed at marketing people. You know, well, if you're a business owner, you're a marketer as well. I always say, um, it's aimed at anyone who's in marketing in any organisation as well. And really, there's a couple of big things that I want to do with this event. Or it started last year, but really, it's about bringing like-minded people together. And um, that's one of the big things I want to do is to build this community of marketers um, in Scotland, especially. I feel like we kind of get missed out a little bit when it comes to these sort of events. Um, but the Content Marketing Academy, like I said, it's all about getting people to talk a bit more about content marketing, what it really means, um, almost sell the concept of content marketing. And the way we're doing that is through different ways. We started the, we started the, the Content Marketing Academy last year as a conference. It was very small, um, but it's always been my, uh, I don't know, it's always been my objective really with this to not just have a speaker-led conference because you mean you go and you passively listen to the information, but actually to get some real value of it. So what we wanted to do, and we did this last year as well, we're doing it this year, was to have a workshop element as well. You know, an area where you can actually go and learn and take action. Um, and we've we've drafted that into this year's one as well. So on the 3rd of September, we have a masterclass session where Marcus Sheridan, the sales line from Virginia in the States, he's coming across, he's going to do a masterclass session with us and everybody that attends that day, I know will change the game for them for years to come. Um, so that's the masterclass. He's also, Marcus is going to be our closing keynote speaker on the Friday, which is on the 4th of September, um, along with five other speakers, including yourself, Richard. Um, one of the other, just to kind of, 
you know, just to tell the story a little bit further, one of the other elements that I really want to get across in the conference is it's not just a marketing conference for marketers, it's a marketing conference for business owners as well. And that's a really important distinction, I think, because when I go to marketing conferences as a marketer, it's all the marketing jargon, it's all the... I don't, I don't even get half of it, to be honest. And then when you go to one that's for business owners, it's much more real. There's, they've got a story of where they've, in, they've taken content. Like Marcus Sheridan is a good example. Richard, you're a good example as well, where they've actually started their business or they've made a success in their business through some sort of content, through some sort of marketing. So they were a business owner, and now they're getting into the space where they're actually teaching other people about the success that they've had and the principles that other people can adopt based on their own success story. And I think that's a really important thing for business owners especially, so they can relate to the speakers. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what the Content Marketing Academy is all about. As you can probably tell, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and I'm glad that I've actually managed to bring it to life, the idea, the concept. I'm so excited about it myself. I, you know, I'll be a speaker at the event, but quite honestly, if I wasn't a speaker, I'd be an attendee, and I genuinely mean that because so excited about um, uh, the the conference that you're putting together there. Um, and I should give a shout out if, if you are planning on coming along, um, and you're an IT company. Uh, do let me know. Do get in touch, uh, Richard at tublog.co.uk or at tublog on Twitter, because I will be putting together a get together, um, maybe uh, one evening um, for attendees there who are IT companies, specifically to talk about um, marketing issues um, facing IT companies. So um, do get in touch there. And as I said, I will be a speaker at the event this year. Uh, and Chris has very kindly extended a special offer uh, to my clients and listeners of this podcast podcast for a discount on the ticket price so you can visit uh, tub.co t-u-b-b.co forward slash t-c-m-a t-u-b-b that's tub.co forward slash t-c-m-a tub and if you use the code a-v-i-p-1-5 that's a-v-i-p-1-5 you'll receive 15 percent off your tickets so really excited about being a speaker at the yeah. event and as i said if i wasn't a speaker i'd definitely be an attendee yeah absolutely I'm, I'm excited as well richard it's going to be great to spend time with you and other speakers and uh, you know you're talking about getting people together as well i think that's going to be absolutely fantastic for people one of the big big benefits of attending a conference just like this is the stuff that's happening out with the actual conference as well that value and and everything that we've just talked about today to be fair is building those relationships with people making some new friends why not you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm very conscious of your time, but this has been uh, fantastic. Um, and I'm going to say right now, can we get you back on the podcast to, to talk about content marketing yeah, again absolutely. in the very near future? Yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> we've, uh, we've barely scratched the yeah. surface uh, of things. We've touched upon one topic here, uh, but yeah. I know people will find this valuable. So thanks so much for your time today, Chris. Now, how do people uh, find you on social media? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to connect. With you. If you've got any questions, anything you want to ask me about anything that we've covered today um, and anything else as well, you can. the best place to get me is on Twitter, at ChrisMar101. That's the, the, you know, that's, the, that's the way in, I think, basically. That's the easiest way to get in touch. Fantastic. And again, just to give a shout out for the Content Marketing Academy takes place in Edinburgh, Scotland on the 3rd and 4th of September. Uh, go across to the Content Marketing Academy uh, group on Facebook to get a flavour of the type of people who are going to be there. You're going to be sold. You're going to be sold on it as soon as you have a look at the, uh, the content people are sharing in that Facebook group. So uh, looking forward to that. So Chris, thanks again for your time today. Really do appreciate it. And thank you everyone uh, for listening.
Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.